Nuance nostalgia, it's a 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live. Live, live. Nuance nostalgia, it's a 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live. Live, live. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Nuance Nostalgia. And for the first time, I think we actually are hitting a 90s vibe with 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like that. <laughs> I am Nick Norris, and with me is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Princess herself, Caitlin Shortall. Oh, that was good. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're watching this 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, the first live-action adaptation of The Turtles. Um, you have never seen this, correct, prior to watching? Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. I think the first one I had ever seen, uh, I think it was the 2007 animated one. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about that. That is technically a sequel to this, even though that one is, is CGI. But um, yeah. yeah, so this came out in 1990. It had three sequels, two live-action sequels. Both came out in the 90s. I think 91 and 93, I think is when they came out. Yeah, I think um, that's what it said, yeah. Yeah, both of those are bad. And then the fourth one's pretty great. Good, the animated <laughs> one, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, the, you you might think maybe no spoilers yet. You might think this one's bad, so we'll we'll get into that. Um, okay, but <laughs> but um, I like this movie, especially as a kid. I um, it very much has like a, a Batman '89 vibe to it. It's very dark and grimy. Um, yeah, a lot very of, much so. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly, a lot of violence in this for a kids' movie. Especially because it's supposed to be a kids' movie. I, I was like, surely this is, you know, PG 13. And we looked it up and it was PG, I think, like at the time, yeah. right? Yeah, PG. Yeah. Which, um, yeah. And that was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's nowadays PG is, you know, Pixar, not this. Right. You know, so that's. It's very interesting. Um, As they say, can't show nothing anymore. Just kidding. Kids are weak these days. <laughs> they are weak. They're they snowflakes. Like their they like their turtles without swords. They just use sticks and, and kisses. <laughs> and no swearing uh, at all. And no, no none of that. None a lot of, of swearing. A lot of smoking. Kids smoking in this. Um, yeah. Yes. I was like, yeah. is this a kids movie? I Yeah. I was, it was wild. Yeah. Um, now we are watching this in honor of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie that is out in theaters animated. Apparently it is great. We have not seen it at the time of recording. We'll probably wait for streaming, to be honest. But Yeah. Um, yeah. But do you want to watch it? Imagine. Just don't want to drive an hour to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just can't imagine that it is going that it is dark in the way that this one is. You know. Maybe there's no is, way but, it is. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, I guess if maybe it's PG-13, but I don't know what it's rated. Yeah. Um, so this this movie had such a big impact on the 90s. Uh, number one on pizza. Kids went crazy for pizza. We had a huge pizza r- renaissance in the world. I mean, pizza was always Which big. Which is... But- yeah but yeah. you know keep in mind like first of all i'd never seen this movie and also i wasn't alive for much of the 90s i was born in 96 so i had no idea that pizza hut ever wasn't a big thing yeah you know I mean? this blew. yeah this blew up pizza hut they were already big but this was like just great marketing um well you know what i mean you know, yeah, the, yeah yeah like i just yeah, didn't yeah. even think about that 
No, yeah, I mean this did this blew up just pizza. Just the, I mean, it, like I said, pizza was always big, but this like brought pizza to, in kids' minds to the forefront of food. You know, like this was whatever yeah, kids want. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, Pizza Hut had a lot of promotions with this movie, and uh, I would say it definitely paid off for them. Yeah, the they for sure. You know, had like promote or like promotion or commercials with you know teenage mutant ninja turtles in it for sure i don't even have to look it up to know that's what they did yeah oh yeah yeah there's several commercials and uh what's interesting about this too you know outside of this if we're looking at a broader pop culture impact this inspired a lot of other non-marvel non-dc superhero adaptations because you know marvel and dc did not neither of them own this property right this is I uh, it was at least I'm not sure who owns it now. I think Dark Horse maybe had some rights for a while, but or maybe I don't think Image did. But um, this is a a you know a, a its own thing. It's separate, and because of this, you know, it inspired more stuff like uh, what we eventually got with The Boys and The Walking Dead and all these like comics that you know they were already always around, but this kind of inspired more of that. And um, and yeah, if you ever go back and read those sort of original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics, they're very much like this. They're very dark and and kind of kind of violent a little bit. So uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I actually that. didn't had I had no idea it was a comic. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, that's how it started. It was a comic. Um, yeah, and then it got a show, and you know, and there's they're always in and out of animation. But let's talk a little bit about the plot real quick. Um, I'm just going to read this quick synopsis and we can go through some of the things that happen in our cells, but uh, through contact with a mysterious ooze, four turtles in the sewers of New York mutate into intelligent pizza loving humanoids and are mentored in the art of ninja combat by the wise rat splinter. When the evil shredder attempts to take over the world, the turtles set out to stop them. Um, uh, first of all, the turtles look absolutely insane they they okay, let's talk about terrifying that. yeah okay but it just because the costumes... like <laughs> good what'd you say the the costumes weighed 70 pounds each by the way uh they're huge interesting they look yeah. like they would because like yeah. just <sighs> so they showed them like getting in touch with like the or getting in contact with like the radio radioactive material is literally what it says on the little thing right little uh capsule for some reason that they somehow got in contact with and then they show real turtles in that scene and then the next scene is is like a a bigger turtle with like a an animated face i don't even know if it's supposed to be animated but you could tell it's like almost a puppet and then like the actual (laughs) the actual costume is like the mouth moves and then just the top of the eyelid moves and then half yeah. the time the mouth doesn't match up what the words that it's saying or like the, the <laughs> turtles are saying it's yeah. just like it's just bizarre i don't know and then like they look ripped they look like they should not be teenagers but i guess um, maybe that they're could just be the radioactive yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're jacked yeah. um and then it was one of but even anyway, like their basically calves just, like their calves are just so muscular yes. and broad yeah it's so yeah, defined they, yeah they look really wild so i don't know that was like the first thing i noticed and and yeah. like it, it was just jarring to see but i mean it was the 90s so i mean or 90 literally so yeah i guess it couldn't really be much better than that 
so let's talk about the costumes. They were designed by uh, legendary Jim Henson. Um, you know, he's one who designed the Muppets, many other things. Um, oh, and, that absolutely checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the so, rat looks like a Muppet character. <laughs> yeah. 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 Splinter definitely. Yeah. You you compared him to uh, Bear in the Big Blue House. And very yeah. Similar. I hope everyone knows what that is because I distinctly yeah. remember Bear in the Blue House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I yeah, did too. I used to watch that like every him. morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he would always start the episode by like smelling this TV screen, being like, mm, "Do I smell pancakes?" And one time I was eating pancakes while watching that as a kid. I was like, "And you're like, oh my god, he knows, he, he knows." Can smell yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> this incredibly, uh, <laughs> this very typical breakfast. He guessed it. Yeah, he guessed it. Yeah, he knows it. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, but going back to the costumes, it reportedly took 18 weeks to finish the state-of-the-art suits. Not only did they uh, look stellar, but they also mimicked human behavior. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is as you can tell, I'm reading. Um, for that, the costumes needed about 60 pounds of animatronic equipment. Thankfully, these were only yeah, used for close-ups yeah. and dialogue. Um, but there Good. was these... <laughs> These costumes were constantly malfunctioning, constantly, uh, constantly messing up. Uh, Josh Pays, who played Raphael, um, the only actor that wore a turtle suit on screen and performed the voice acting, he said that um, he actually suffered from claustrophobia while in this, which made uh, wearing the suit extra uncomfortable for him. And this is a quote. Uh, while, we were, while we were shooting, it was never a problem, but then they'd yell cut and maybe... And maybe one of the turtles' heads wasn't working, so then it could be an hour to fix it and get it up again. We would just freak out and would hear one of us go, take the head off. <laughs> Effing take the head off. Take it off. Uh, yeah, so just oh a nightmare. God. And and it's not like they're just sitting they're around like walking in They're all traumatized after that movie. <laughs> yeah. But they're also jumping around. They're kicking. They're swinging swords. And, and I mean, th- there's a lot of, like, very choreographed combat in this that, you know, they're doing right, flips and yeah. stuff. Like that's a that's a nightmare. That's insane. You know, I can't um, imagine literally not being able to take it off your head, and you want like, and you're claustrophobic, yeah. and you just can't take it off your head. That's so wild. Yeah. Um, another one of the immediate things you meet in this uh, in this movie is the Foot Clan, um, which is this is a a basically army of kids recruited in by shredders team and um they are just stealing pickpocketing around new york right yeah and to that i say we're their parents and even if they're orphans and you know at least a few of them have to be from some families you know what i mean and so why are the police not more onto this yeah yeah so like that one yeah yeah, that one but surely there's more so right. why are the the police not on to like the fact that there's just this underground dungeon of kids doing adult activities? <laughs> yeah, the police of just are like... just useless, and and the <laughs> police are useless unless they're not. Like when April gets mugged and they're there immediately, like half a second Immediate. and they're there. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, yeah. a white woman's getting attacked. We we have to get there immediately. <laughs> Now that happens in like the one of the opening scenes, and that is very similar to Batman '89, which came out just a year prior. Um, where it it's starts true, out, it did, yeah. it's dark, it's night, it's New York, grimy New York, which I always love to see. And then there's some thugs doing a little crime, and the hero comes out of the shadows. You don't really get a good look at him; he kind of takes care of things. 
it's um it's very similar i wonder if it's inspired or just happy coincidence but uh yeah very nah, similar i was totally there. inspired yeah. yeah yeah it had to be maybe so um yeah we talked a little bit about the costumes but what about um what about the rats what did you think about splinter we talked about how the turtles grew up but how about the rats he when he's doing karate in his little cage and then he escapes and fights a man he fights uh, shredder before he's shredder so at first i was like this this rat is also just as scary as and like jarring to look at <laughs> as the turtles but then yeah. they you know talk about his whole backstory and then you see him fighting his little cage it's like oh what? Yeah. i can't deny that's a little cute and <laughs> <laughs> there's that scene of him like being or like you know his master dies or whatever and he's like so sad right beside his little master on the his master's not little but like he's just little beside his master i'm like they're really making me feel bad for this rat right now <laughs> he just looks yeah. so cute in that moment yeah so <laughs> i would say younger rat i'm a fan of but older rats with his like long talons and like you know, long ass nails and long fingers. Like, I was like, uh, I think if I were April and I woke up to that, I would also be doing the same thing, freaking out because that is a thing of nature. One of the, we're jumping ahead here, but one of the funniest things is so Shredder's first confrontation with Splinter, he is a normal rat, but is able to do karate, right? But he's the size of a rat, <laughs> he looks like a normal rat. He They meet again later in the movie, and Splinter is now at least five foot tall. And you know, has <laughs> yeah. has human hands and fingernails, you know, and Literally. like humanoid hands. And then he's like, "It's you, the rat from before." How did he what do know? You mean? <laughs> yeah, and why are you? Literally, why, how did he know? You, yeah. <laughs> and then also, you know, why did he so call so the exterminator? Because all he knew was that that was a regular rat. Why did he not just call <laughs> the exterminator? I guess maybe he knows karate. Why did he just karate yeah. the exterminator? But like, oh my bad, ninja. <laughs> The art of ninja. It's my bad. Yeah, the art of ninja. <laughs> they say in this. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, I, yeah, that whole thing. And obviously, this is like for kids, so it's like a right. lot of it doesn't necessarily have to be logical and make sense. But like, I just thought that was yeah. a funny moment. I was like, oh my god, right, how did right. he instantly know? <laughs> now, so in the original comics, the origin story is different. Splinter is a human man who turns into a rat. That's that's even worse. Even I don't worse, remember I how it happened. I think it makes more was... sense for it to start out as a rat, you know. Yeah. I don't remember how it happens, but in the comics he is a human martial artist and he turns into a rat man. You know, it turns into Splinter. So but um but yeah. So, so Splinter like he did here. when did he did he ever touch the radioactive material? He was around it. That's why he turned giant and learned how to talk. Yeah. But he learned how to do karate before he touched it. Right. I guess he was already pretty intelligent. It's yeah. very interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, how did a rat learn karate? The art of ninja. <laughs> I didn't even realize that until just now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so wild. it's, all, you know, it's all silly, but that's, you know, that's okay. It's for kids. And I like that about it. Yeah. But I just um, didn't even realize that. I thought he had already been radioactive. It's, yeah. It's fun. It's a bit of fun. um let's talk about the characters here uh we we'll start out with the turtles Raphael, did you like his angry cartwheels that he does Uh, (laughs) 
unfortunately um i am not a tm what is it tmnt stan so i i yeah. was not really able to tell the difference between all of them except the color of bandana they're wearing i yep. know leonardo is the blue one and rafael's the leader i think rafael is the red bandana slash orange yep. one i can't remember now he's red. um yeah. the angry cartwheel was a choice it's definitely a choice <laughs> <laughs> yeah why is that i don't know he just seems angsty but he is a teen so i guess that checks out but right yeah i just thought that was funny yeah i like i like all the turtles here here uh Raphael, michelangelo leonardo donatello everybody knows but um yeah, Raphael's almost my least favorite in this movie just because he's so whiny. Um, but he yeah, really that's is, fine. yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about um what about April O'Neil? What did you think of her? Um, her hair is insane. Like I <laughs> whenever we watch like old movies, I, I cannot help but notice how insane the hairstyles are. Like I cannot believe yeah. the frizzy look was like it was fashionable like it was what everyone had you know like the insane bangs and like frizzy big hair but anyway oh yeah as her as a character though i mean (sighs) she was all right i don't know like (laughs) you had some issues um not necessarily (laughs) one scene yeah well yeah with the character and i think how she's portrayed yeah Yeah. because like i have a big problem with like women characters being portrayed as like dumb and like not useful if if you guys can tell so like so there's that one scene where like she's interviewing the police chief because apparently he's not doing enough for like the the squad of like ninjas being you know what i mean the people that are working for the evil guy the foot clan i already yeah, forgot the their name is there is foot clan for some yeah reason it's a it's clan. a parody anyway. of it's a parody of the hand in uh in marvel comics that's what it is oh okay i didn't know that but anyway (laughs) so anyway she's interviewing the police chief and he's like saying a bunch of things and they all like make perfect sense like basically how he's gonna do better to like catch these people and she's like okay so say that again but in english and you know how people will say that like (laughs) say that for stupid girl brain so i can understand it's like that no that she's supposed to be 28 that made perfect yeah. sense <laughs> well i mean i guess like you know it was it's supposed to be like so the kid can understand what's happening i guess but it's just like yeah. why did it have to be the woman that had to be mansplained to i guess you know what i mean so i was like oh give me a yeah. break <laughs> that's yeah and that's that's not i i think what it was supposed to be was that it was supposed to be repeated for kids to understand but in the logic of the movie it's like she's here i have the quote here so chief stern says um he says we are presently executing a plan of redeployment that will minimize response time while maximizing coordination between patrol patrol units in a decentralized work networking scheme yeah that's pretty straightforward you're basically saying okay we're trying to get a plan (laughs) we want to keep time tight we want to keep um you know everything together and yeah it is jargon so if you wanted to say like that there's nothing to that statement you basically told me nothing that's one thing but she responds instead i'm not sure i understood all that chief stern would you mind repeating it in english perhaps um like are you being for real right now like trying to (laughs) i don't know that bothered me but and i know like obviously you're supposed to be able to you know make it simpler he's she's saying to make it simpler so the kids can technically understand it but like she's like uh stupid girl brain can't understand can you say that again (laughs) 
So I don't know. Well, that was weird. Well, before we talk any more about April, I know we need to talk about Casey Jones because uh, the rest of the the sexism stuff comes from him. So, um, oh yeah, even better. And also, yeah. did not even know this character existed in general. I thought it was just April. Oh yeah, no, Casey Jones is just as big. I'd say, uh, yeah, he's just as big as April O'Neil in in the media. I think. Interesting. Maybe. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So I I liked you know Casey Jones. He is a kid's idea of a cool dude. He's got the hockey mask. He's got a hockey stick. He's going around beating people up. A little boy, you're like that. That's a cool dude. As an adult looking at him, you're like, what do you? What's your deal? What do you do? You're like 28. What's your job? Do you have a job? And, uh, yeah, exactly. Are you unemployed? Yeah. What are you doing? Just you going li- around at night somewhere? beating people up. <laughs> you have a house? Or you, where, where do you, where do you, what you go? Got, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you just in another <laughs> Looking sewer? Looking at it from our point of view. Yeah. Yeah. yeah are you just in a different sewer? Exactly. Exactly. And he is constantly calling April babe, sugar, or I don't think it was sugar. Uh, what are the other things that he, he say? He said toots. Toots. That's what it was. Yeah, toots. I doll, think I, I would think. probably have to punch someone in the nose immediately. If I didn't, if I don't know you at all and you're calling me toots, like, who do you think you are? That's it's such a, like a, a weird choice. Like, I feel like it's usually babe, baby, like... You know, yeah, that's a, bit a that little too. bit more understandable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like toots, not only is it weird, a weird choice, it's weird in general to say that, you know, so. Yeah. I don't know. That was that was very strange. Um, and they, of course, end up having a bit of a relationship at the end um, with, you know, Which mostly no chemistry did not make sense. throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, and she's like, I would argue almost kill. zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But she did say that's that he what, could oh, be cute or something. So, yeah, yeah. But then she ends up saying, shit. if he didn't have the mind of a nine-year-old stuck in a man's body, and you still <laughs> wanted him to kiss you, like, get it together. I don't know. You know, you're not that down bad. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she is. Um, okay. What about <sighs> Shredder and the Foot Clan? I love the idea of just a child army. I think it's so like horrible and it fits this like weird dark universe and it's you know it, it's and it, it makes is the kids horrible feel like, and yeah they're like as a kid watching that, that you're like the kids are the bad guys you know so that's right you know, fun. Um, and it, it it does make sense for like the like the story and the you know all of that that kind of thing yeah. now thinking about it you know from my from like an older person's point of view uh, where are their parents? And why yeah, has no log- one lo- been looking for any of these kids? <laughs> you know, yeah, the I mean? logistics make no sense. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like if you take all idea. of that away, then like yeah, a little bit of fun. Yes. If you can, if you can suspend your disbelief that a rat, normal rats, can learn karate, and that just a vat <laughs> of nuclear waste, <laughs> toxic waste, and for some reason can, they come in contact give, with it, animals, yeah, yeah, can make animals humanoid. Then yeah, you can just dis- yeah, you can suspend your disbelief for this too. Yeah, I suppose, uh, you know, definitely this isn't really, like, based in reality and logic, so I suppose that's that does make yeah. sense. But, but yeah, so just looking at a face value, yeah, it's a little bit of fun. Just now, there's so many you... crimes going down, going on in that basement, like, <laughs> gambling, smoking, underage drinking, I mean, Brand probably assault, like, there's just... <laughs> 
<laughs> illegal brand advertisement. <laughs> so, yeah. So many so, Mountain yeah. Dew and Pepsi bought cans and things. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no other kind of advertisement. Literally just those two. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into any more detail, let's just go ahead and talk about it. Did you like this movie? Be honest. I mean, I mean, honestly, it really was not one of my favorites. If I'm yeah. being honest, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think it it does go to show like how much nostalgia can have an effect on like how much you like a movie. <laughs> because like, yeah. there are some that I really appreciate, and you're like, that was literally terrible. Who would ever <laughs> like that? But then this one, I feel like is a good example of that because I'm like, yeah, people liked this movie, <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I can appreciate it, like we said, for what it is. But I think objectively, if if they were to come out now, I don't know how well it would do. Yeah. And we both have said we're not ever going to be really hard on what goes into making a children's movie anyway. Um, because, first yeah, of all, exactly. it's for Because we're not the not target demographic. Us. Yeah. And yeah. also, these movies, more so than like any, are just subject to so much studio interference. I don't think this one was. That's but true. like, most, they're like, you know, you'll have a stupid studio exec be like, you need to dumb this down, or you need to add this, or why is this character so angry? Make him silly. And it's like, you know, and it can ruin the whole thing. But I don't think it doesn't feel true, like it was yeah. much. This feels like a singular sort of vision, but uh but yeah who's yeah so that's why we're usually um, more lenient on kid movies i guess yeah just yeah because i'm especially not the target demographic 100 percent. i mean maybe yeah. i mean i also wasn't alive when this came out and like my brothers weren't super big into teenage mutant Ninja turtles you know but so i don't obviously i never saw it so but anyway yeah i think yeah. you're right like if it's for kids like it's not right. it's not for our enjoyment so yeah and there was a lot of custom for like kids this. movie too there's a lot of cussing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still like this movie a lot. I still, you know, I'm sure nostalgia plays into it, but I just like a weird, a weird swing at something. And this was like, this was a weird swing at something, especially for the time. There was nothing else really like this, yeah. like you know. So, uh, I appreciate That's a good that. Point. Yeah, I know? kind of appreciate yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the, I feel like we already sort of talked about the fashion, but would you like to talk a little bit more about anything you saw in this? What about, uh, I, don't, I feel like the, I mean, Shredder's costume. Oh, the evil, I had to think about his name for a second. The evil guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, he definitely reminded me a little bit of Power Rangers, like evil villains a little bit. I can't lie. So, but like I, th- I think the main thing I noticed about him was his insane shoulder pads. I was like, those are really something serious. Yeah. And then, uh, like <laughs> the jokes in this, I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with them. And obviously, like we've said plenty of times, it's for children, so they probably would have thought right. it was hilarious. But I just like, give me a break. This is just too much for me to handle. Like they describe his hat as being like a can opener or something it does look yeah. weird but anyway yeah so anyway um it, it was definitely a choice it was, it was a lot of uh a lot of fabric put together with like belts and then like big big shoulder pads with like a with like sharp 
I don't even yeah. know what you call it, like blades of metal. Um, and it, 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 it was giving a little bit, um, racism a tiny bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's just the vibe I got. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, it was it was interesting. Yeah, I'll say this uh, in defense of the costume, not the racism. Uh, but um, <laughs> I would a have lot, so. <laughs> a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle original ideas or parodies. Like the Foot Clan is a parody of the Hand and Marvel. Um, Shredder is a little bit of a parody of Darth Vader and several other comic villains interesting i didn't know that the, okay it's over the top just it's over the top in the same way the turtles are so like he's all his costumes are always big and robust and and spiky just like the turtles are big and robust and silly you know so um yeah it's very I mean, that makes sense parody yeah. based yeah it's grown from that it's not as much you know now it's its own thing in its own right but yeah starting out is very kind of a parody on a lot of things yeah um, well, I guess that makes sense why they, you know, kind of made it like ninja and like that just was like synonymous with like Japanese people or like Asian right. people, whatever they ended up describing it as. Yeah. And then it was yeah. it was ninja. It wasn't like karate, taekwondo, jujitsu, <laughs> you know, and maybe they yeah. did describe it as that, but it definitely wasn't like how they overall described it most of the time. Uh, let's talk about the box office. This was the highest grossing independent film until the Blair Witch Project. Nine years later, it made $135 million domestically, $66 million at the foreign box office. And the uh, movie only cost $13.5 million uh, on its budget, not including marketing. So realistically, probably a little under $30 million total. So it made a ton of money, of course. Uh, that's not even including merch. And, I mean, there's... You still see turtle merch everywhere, but especially 90s, early 2000s, everywhere. All the toys, the merch, the video games, so many video games, Um, the sequels, so the spinoff shows and reboots and everything we've had, the Michael Bay ones and now this new one and several really great TV shows uh, and cartoons. So, yeah, this is just crazy profitable franchise, obviously, and... um, yeah, I, have, I don't know how the new movie's doing so far, but I imagine it's it's going to do quite well because I feel uh, I was going to say I feel like it'd be yeah. like somewhat decent, um, yeah. Because I mean, it has that same comic book style that uh, like that that Walking Dead game had. I can't remember the name yeah. of it, but the one that was uh, the Telltale uh, Games, like a lot of Twitch streamers did. It. Yeah, Telltale Games. Yeah, so I feel like it will do pretty well. Yeah, I'll pull that up really quick while. I'm talking here. So it looks like uh, it's projected to gross about 27 to 36 million. It's opening weekend, um, about 37 to 49 million over its first five days. So that's, that's pretty, I mean, that's not, that's not like huge. Great. But I think this, if, you know, if it's good, it'll have good word of mouth and carry on and, and do well. So, uh, plus all the toys and stuff, they'll be fine. You know, yeah, um, definitely, yeah. Corey Feldman said he was offered uh, only $1,500 to do voice work for this film. Uh, he's one of the, he does one of the turtles. I can't remember which one. Oh, okay. He accepted, believing the producers who told him that, uh, that this was only a small, low-budget independent film, hoping that it would have moderate success on VHS. If they were lucky, the movie ended up making millions of dollars at the box office, and I think all he made was $1,500. Well, I think back then, I don't know if, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there wasn't as much knowledge about like, like 
representation when making deals with this kind of thing. And, you know, I feel like people didn't really think that execs would them over when it comes to not paying them enough money. I yeah. feel like that's the only and, reason that, or the only thing that makes sense. And, Unless they just um, him, I don't know. And a great example of that. It's one of the most known examples of that is, um, David Prowse, who did the body work for, uh, Darth Vader. I think it was Return of the Jedi, the third one. He was pronounced. Uh, he was promised instead of just like a regular salary, he would get a percentage of. I think it's the net gross, and the net. I think it's the net gross. I could be wrong, but basically, that's just like a Hollywood trick, and that's how they say like no movie is ever profitable, right? And so, if you get a percent mm-hmm. of the net growth, you get nothing. He got no money for his work on mm-hmm. uh, Return of the Jedi, which is horrible you know but that's the most famous case of that and that's sort of what this is and you and you hear about that a lot you still hear about it you know and that's one of the exactly, reasons we are yeah. currently seeing somewhat of a you know we're seeing a strike and with the actors and not uh, only and writers, from the so. actors but for yeah. the writers yeah writers and actors both yeah yeah which um, we support we're all for that yes that's right pay people uh, Pete's- living wage <laughs> Yeah, please, if you don't mind. I shouldn't. Please, I mean, should, yeah. very least, yeah. So it makes shows good, you know? Yeah, for sure. I don't want to AI everything. I don't need to AI everything. I know, right? Um, oh, my God. Uh, Pizza Hut engaged in a $20 million marketing campaign tied into the film, despite the fact that Domino's Pizza was uh, used as product placement in the film itself. Items included advertising in print, radio, and TV, and several rebate coupons. So even though Domino's is in the movie, Pizza Hut got all the press outside of the movie. Why? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's just the deal they worked out. So Pizza Hut, even though they're not in the movie, they're the ones that get all the the buzz because they did all the marketing. So Domino's gets their little, you know, their little product placement, but Pizza Hut is who is remembered for this movie. That is very interesting. Yeah. I thought Pizza Hut was in the movie because you said that. It's wild. Yeah, no, it's they just did all the commercials and things. Um, <laughs> some other media, of course, we talked about. You know, they've got all the sequels. Um, the the CGI one came out in two thousand seven. It's set in the same universe. It's not live action, but um, yeah, Shredder's still still dead in it. And let's talk about that. I can't believe we haven't talked about that. Shredder is just straight up murdered in this movie. Uh, oh, by yeah, Casey like, Jones. I, and I, I was going to say, I feel like they kind of glossed over that a little bit. You know, in and, the most and like brutal way. Plenty times. Yeah, yeah, it is a kid's movie, but yeah, he straight up murders him. Like, it, it wasn't yeah. the rat that did Like, the rat, you know, was kind of a little bit related to why he fell off the ceiling. Or not ceiling, hello, the roof. We, so, like, yeah. a little bit he's responsible, but... Definitely Casey, whatever his last name is, is the one who like pulled the lever to do the crushing and literally yeah. crushed his body. Like R.I.P., you know, and, yeah. and that's a crime scene. Casey's going to jail. He's, <laughs> he's he's locked up for life. Like they just completely don't even like he's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, maybe, let me just talk to the, the kids and let me get the info on this evil man. That just died. Maybe he does go to prison because he doesn't come back till the third movie, Casey Jones. But um, yeah, so what happens? He must not with... got a lot of jail time then. <laughs> <laughs> what happens with Shredder? So he is fighting Splinter, Master Splinter, on the roof. He makes a misstep. Uh, Splinter is able to kind of toss him, and he kind of falls and tumbles off of the roof. Splinter is holding on to him with the stick. Um, 
and we don't know if Splinter is going to pull him up or if he's going to let him fall. But because of everything we've heard about Splinter basically saying that, you know, you you know, it's kind of self-defense. It's, you get the feeling that Splinter's going to probably pull him up, right? But then uh, Shredder takes out like a ninja star or something. He throws it. And because of that, um, he loses his balance. And the guy, Shredder, falls. And he falls into a, a garbage and I truck. Guess, and I guess he got knocked out because as he's getting crushed, there's literally no sound. You just see like the hat <laughs> getting crushed. It's like, yeah. oh my god, this guy just got murdered. Which is like, wild to put this they, in a PG movie. But yeah, so he falls into the yeah. truck. And Casey Jones is sitting next to the truck, next to the... Uh, the compressor and he literally says oops and then he pulls it and crushes a man to death that man is liquid gloss over that (laughs) yeah and like then the police officer is like you kids someone better talk to me where is this guy Uh, or not i guess he didn't say where he's like i need to know any information and they just tell him to go to this place he he has no questions (laughs) about where the guy went he's just like oh okay yeah and then that's it I just I couldn't believe it. That guy's going to jail. It's a crime scene. (laughs) It's a brutal murder. Um, Okay, (laughs) let's quickly. We're this is already running way over. So let's quickly do some IMDb (laughs) trivia here. IMDb trivia. Uh, Robin Williams, who was a big fan of the franchise before the movie came out, provided Judith Hogg or Hogue, sorry, the uh, woman who plays um, April, with information regarding her character through his comic book collection. The two were co-starring in Cadillac Man, 1990, when the Turtles film went into production. So that's cool. He was already a fan of the uh, of the comics. Interesting. Yeah, little bits of fun. Um, the actors who physically portrayed the Turtles also had cameo roles in the film. Josh Pace, who pl- who plays Raphael, he plays a passenger in the back of a taxi cab right after Raphael hops on the cab's hood. Uh, I think it's Mikel and oh, that Sisti. That's wild. Yeah, uh, he plays Michelangelo. He also plays the pizza delivery man who delivers the pizza to the turtles. Uh, Leaf Tilden, oh, yeah. he plays Donatello. Which, that pizza plays... costed costed cost. It cost thirteen dollars. Could you imagine only paying thirteen dollars for pizza? It's like one you know slice what? in some places. <laughs> yeah, well, if you go to a nice pizza place, but if you, I mean, Domino's yeah. is still not including delivery obviously but just the pizza itself yeah but that was delivery (laughs) yeah yeah you're right yeah you're right yeah and then and then they were like we don't have enough money and you just getting ten dollars he's like he basically is like okay and then walks off i was like (laughs) that is really they just didn't care about it back then i guess i don't know and things were just a lot cheaper it was wild uh, Leif Tilden, who plays Donatello, he also plays the foot messenger that meets April in a subway station. And David uh, Farman, who plays Leonardo, plays a gang member in the warehouse during Casey's fight with Tatsu. Uh, Judith Hogue, April, was not asked to reprise her role as April in the film's sequels due to her own personal complaining, particularly about the six-day schedule and the amount of violence in the movie. She didn't like all the violence. So she was not invited back. She thought that was violent. It's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess because it's a but kids I mean, movie, I guess I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. with her with the six day. I mean, I, it probably it's multiple like ten plus hours, you know, a day. Yeah. So six days a week of that. I mean, I, I mean I can this movie being irritated about that. This movie started production, was filmed, edited, 
and put in theaters all in one year. Like that's very fast. Turnaround. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So I mean, I understand her being irritated about that, but it's just wild that they were like, "Oh, you have a problem. All right, you're fired." And then they just got someone else that would do it. Yeah. And the last piece of trivia here, I've already said it a couple of times, but the Foot Clan is a parody of The Hand, a clan of ninjas from the Daredevil comics from Marvel. Um, from Daredevil. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I like this this movie still. I still think you show a kid this and they're still entertained. I think it does hold up uh, to an extent. I think it holds up for kids. I think if you're an adult and you haven't watched it since you were a kid, you probably remember it a little differently. Um, but I yeah, think you'd still sure. enjoy it. Yeah. So I mean, it's I yeah. Think. I mean, I can appreciate it for what it is. It's not like it's you know not the worst thing I've ever seen, but. Yeah. I mean, I've said I'm not its target demographic literally at all. So, right. I, I and I also am way more familiar with the Michael Bay version. Yeah. So, which yeah, which I'm I'm not a fan of, but I don't care. Uh, well, so it's fine that it exists. I also <laughs> I also don't really remember it very well, so it could very well be yeah. not good. So yeah. Okay. Well, I'm next week is something. <laughs> next week is something you are the target demographic for or i should say we're the target demographic for as a a young yeah. little caitlin in in the big the big city going to see the, the, big, the big city the, the big, big city of tuscaloosa yeah <laughs> <laughs> going to see the big epic uh twilight featuring patrick no featuring edward excuse me edward what was no. that? <laughs> huh try again <laughs> Do you want me to say it? Please. Yeah. I can't Robert Pattinson and Robert Pattinson. And Kristen yeah. Stewart. And um and Kristen the, Stewart. The wolf. And the wolf one. Excuse me? The wolf I one? I can't think of anyone's names. Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Yes. Uh and him too. But he's and not, then he's not after that, I promise. Time, so yeah. You know, well yeah listen here's the thing right you just have to have read the books and if you know you yeah. know you know what i mean so a little well, bit like, but not really we don't, uh, but at the same we don't time even get any, huh? we don't get any wolf action even in the first one i don't think from memory <laughs> hey, you'll yeah. find out you'll find out i already wait, know but you'll find wait. out um yeah, i've seen them and I've then seen, we'll, we'll definitely them. do the temple the kingdom of the temple or the king of the temple that's we'll the do, next week we'll do yeah. That one. yeah yeah so yeah so um all right well thank you everybody for listening please come back next week for uh, some twilight twilight moments twilight i'm so twilight action (laughs) i have to go no it's gonna be great this is probably uh twilight is is very i fondly look back on it because i was in middle school when it was huge and I was yeah. a thousand percent the target demographic, yeah. So it's gonna be great. Um, and I have read the books about five times, so I'm, I was Perfect. I was very into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, come back for that. For wow. Sure. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Be sure to follow us on Facebook. Um, just look at Nuance Nostalgia. We're gonna start an Instagram this week as well, so look for that. And uh, you can follow me at NickNorris06 everywhere. Follow Caitlin at Caitlin Shorts everywhere and yes, uh, like, like comment, subscribe, subscribe leave a review all the things that's enough i need to go to sleep but like yeah <laughs> write five stars yeah, send a pigeon to all your friends uh, podcast apps you can do that so 
Oh, period. Uh, Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Tell somebody. Tell somebody okay. to listen. Yeah. Send anyway. a smoke signal to the air. Let people yeah. know. Now let let me go to sleep. <laughs> okay, I'm people done. listening. I've had enough. <laughs> okay, Illy. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>